Welcome to the Rock and Roll Survivors Podcast, dedicated to those in front of the curtain, behind the curtain, and somewhere in between. I'm Kristen, and because of you and your overwhelming feedback to Fanny's Rock and Roll Survivors, I'm joined by legendary rock stars Bree Darling and Patty Quattro to discuss their time in the band, those wild Casablanca years, David Bowie's contributions to the fifth Fanny album, and so much more. So let's get started. But I just want to emphasize that the songs that you're hearing from Rock and Roll Survivors, the album, on season one, have been remixed by Patty's engineer, Nick. And I think the thing that makes those remixes so magical is that you get to hear, Bree, how you play in the pocket. I mean, it is just heavy and, and it drives the songs. And then Patty, your guitar licks and your work on it and Gene's bass lines and Nikki's additions and then your harmonies. It's just, it's a phenomenal album, I think. And I think it really holds well, up. Thank you. That's yeah, great. you know, and also too, Patty, I just wanted to say um, one thing I do remember is loving what you brought, which was a sense of funkiness. Oh, I loved the funk, the wah-wah, the rhythms, the funk that you brought to the new songs were uh, a, definitely a, a thrill for me. I'm, I'm kind of based my musicality and some of the soul and funk times uh but coming out of motown getting into soul and funk but you getting to do that with you was really fun we had we did have fun wait till you hear beggar man i mean yeah that one, that one gets so commented on because i don't know if you remember but we we went so into the harmonies and made them unusual and different and dynamically. We were in and out and that funk, you know, I mean, yeah, that song always gets remarked on as one yeah. of the better songs on the album. And Nikki, all of the songs, hers, mine, whoever, man, she knew exactly the right part to put every time you yeah. listen to Butterboy and different songs and, she just knew what to put to drive the song. So it really was a nice chemistry, very nice. Yeah. Oh, man. 
So it's early January 1974, and you've been signed to Casablanca Records. I think at this point is when my dad took you out of rehearsing at the Doheny House, got you a an actual office to rehearse in. And so January through March, you are rehearsing the rock opera. You're getting ready to be put on the road by Neil and Casablanca. And one of the things that I found really interesting about this is with the older version of Fanny on Warner Brothers reprise, where there's there was a lot more money at the time than that Casablanca at the time, that the older Fanny was being put out on the road, but usually as an opening act. Whereas the moment Neil Bogart signed you to Casablanca, he put your Fanny out on the road as the headlining act across the U.S. immediately, which really shows his support of you. Not mm-hmm. only emotionally, but also financially. When Casablanca, I mean, between you and Kiss, meaning Fanny and Kiss, you put Casablanca on the map. So for him to invest this kind of money in this new female band and put you on the road is incredible. So I wanted to read you a little bit about You Go on the Road. And this is from the Philadelphia Inquirer, May 1974. And the title says, Fanny sex appeal spices rock and i'm going to read it to you it's a little bit long it's written by jack lloyd but it's so fabulous so quote the band is called fanny four women four women skilled musicians all setting out to prove that rock music is not a man's world things are looking up the band is presumably at its peak it came on strong three years ago scored rather well with the critics and the public and kept on growing Half the band disappeared and replacements came along quickly. A brand new Fanny, almost. One half of the band gone to Lord knows where and a new 50% comfortably added. 
Add to this a totally new concept, a rock opera. Call the rock opera rock and roll survivors. Throw in a little bit of that element that has been missing from rock music in the past. That would be sex appeal. The female kind, good looking ladies, plenty of leg, good old rock music adding to the leg show. And so we have it. Fanny opened a four night stand at the Bijou Cafe Wednesday night. The time has obviously come. For Fanny. To be sure, Fanny is one of the better hard-driving rock bands around. The group proved this on its last journey to Philadelphia about a year ago, and the band is even better now. We have Nikki Barkley on keyboards, June, Jean Millington, excuse me, on bass, Patty Quattro on guitar, and Brie Berry on drums. <laughs> Quattro and Barry <laughs> are the newest members of the band. Their rock, rock, their rock opera is Rock and Roll Survivors, which takes in the past 10 years of rock music, covering the sex thing and the dope thing and whatever else played a role in the history of rock music. The group comes on stage in long flowing gowns. The ladies change into things that are far more revealing and ladies change into things that are even far more revealing. And so it goes. Bravo, ladies, close quote. Very nice. I love that. I oh. love that. I, I wish we would have had some of this information. Thank you so much for finding all that, Kristen. Um, when th the documentary was being done, because it's so easy yeah. to see the first version of Fanny on videos. But, you know, and I'm I'm also glad to hear that what you said about Neil putting money into us because yes. in, in both bands, you know, I don't think there was a slight. Uh, I've heard some of the uh, women in Fanny talk about how they didn't get some opportunities. Man, both companies put mm -hmm. in lots of money, lots of time and lots of effort getting those, you know, getting all of our music out there and the appearances. So I don't slide the record companies for the reason Fanny didn't have more success at the time. And the thing is, is you can be really freaking good. And I'm so grateful to hear uh, that article. Um, it's also, you know, rock and roll is, is being prepared, doing the work, being good and a certain amount of luck, you know, opportunity and then luck. And you know what? Maybe Fanny didn't have the luck part, but we had all the other stuff. We were given support. Uh, I love hearing, and I didn't know that, that you know, the original version of Fanny was put out as an opener. We were put out as headliner. That shows that, you know, there were men, business people, and women too, if they were there, don't know that, that were in the industry that did give us some support. So I don't want to fall back on that old thing, blaming it on somebody else. I, yeah, I, you no, know, me neither. You know, yeah. it takes a lot of it takes a lot of elements to make a band happen. I mean, when I think of the fact that we were only together a year and we had two mainstream charted singles right. in just a year, you realize that? I mean, we put together a band and went on tour in three months. I mean, yeah. who does that? So you know what? You know what? I'm telling you, why the heck did I quit? What I the heck know. was I, I thinking? Know, I was, I'm all Okay, well, that leads to my done toll tour. We're totally out of order Neil here. And I'm fine Neil had vision and he was behind it. I agree with Bree on that. He had vision. He was excited and he put the money and the effort in and so did your dad. You know, he wanted them to make it. I remember them, you know, that it's time. 
we're ready. Let's put it all out there now. They they were ready to move on too to something yeah. new, as were Jean and uh, Nikki. So good on them for you know not quitting. I mean, I would have never thought to quit just because a member left my band. That wouldn't have been in my wheelhouse. You know, yeah. adversities. I would have never just quit playing. You know, right. so I don't know. You know. Well, and that I th- just to clarify, Bree, we are going to get to why you did leave, but I don't want to get there yet because I still have more questions for you. But I think just to clarify, Patty, you're talking about the older members of Fanny, older version of quitting. Yeah, the two. One quit and one quit to, to go to other things. And she was having some issues, you know, personally finding her place. And the other one quit playing completely. So, you know, there you go. Life moves on. You so know? wait. So, Patty, you're talking about uh, June left the band because she was. Yes, she was going. Feel, to she, yeah, she felt the need to, and then Alice just quit playing completely. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think June always says she didn't want to do the glam thing and all that. Um, you know that she didn't like that, but honestly, you know, for me, presentation is everything. You bring it all. You bring it all. That was the hippy dippy era: t-shirts, Levi's, whatever. I didn't grow up in that back in Detroit. My aesthetic, my dad taught us, you know, bring it all. The presentation, the music, the writing, everything. Give them a performance. Be the stars up there, you know. And Neil had that vision. So did your dad. It was like, you know, put it out there. That's why we changed costuming and got into it. Whole different era. And also, too, I think we were just growing with the times. Glam was starting to happen. And, uh, and, you know, we were, we were, you know, we were there, we were in it, we were immersed in the times. And so we went along with that. And I had fun um, to help with anybody who puts us down for like, maybe, you know, doing what we did. For me, personally, it was all done in fun and innocence. Like, I never felt like I was trying to portray anything kind of, you know, no strange or bad. It was just fun and hey i can't help it if we were fucking knockout looking you know exactly. well and that goes back to the article i read you and that's that's exactly what was being you know these people were craving that some really serious hard rock and rock and some hot ladies to look at nothing wrong with that well you know not even just hot ladies men you know right. the glam time was here and now they had on sequin bras and whatever you know God, it was yeah. just happening look at bowie you know he changed Every single record, he changed his image, and that was smart, and that's what made him happen for as long as he did. So to pigeonhole ourselves into one look forever, to me, is just not being adventurous, and adventure is what I crave and seek forever. 